0: Welcome welcome welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode number 4. My name is Scroobius Pip. Hello. Thank you for downloading this and for tuning in um or for subscribing or however you're you're managing to hear this. Um again, it's been an insane reaction uh since uh, I recorded the intros for the last one, the Alamo one, which which is fantastic. Um we finally got the podcast on itunes they took their their sweet time but we got there in the end um and unexpectedly we went straight to number one in the itunes podcast chart so um thank you yeah insane amounts for that that was completely unexpected um i do these podcasts it's just me and my little recording desk in people's living rooms or in the studio um or or wherever so it's amazing for a podcast that's not got a big team obviously i've got woggy who puts together the intros and everything and masters it and and uh, Jared who uploads it but um yeah it's insane to not have a big team for it to be kind of a one-man thing and to get that kind of reaction so thank you very much um if you've, if this is the first one you've tuned into, you've been missing out. Um, we've got had Russell Brand on episode one, Z- Zane Lowe on episode two, and Alan Moore on episode three. But here we are with episode four, with DJ Yoda. But before we get into that, I'm going to go through my sponsors for this week's show. We're going to start off. We've got we're sponsored by OnIt.com. Um, they are a great little company. I'm a big fan of them. I purchased this. I have purchased their stuff in the past. So I still do. They're a um, Human optimization company. Um, they they sell a lot of fitness stuff, so kettlebells, battle ropes, all that kind of thing, for uh, for for functional strength building, and a lot of supplements to to aid that. But they also um, sell nootropics which are um uh and they're kind of new there's a lot of tests going on about them at the the moment actually on, on, at on it.com dot com. um there's a lot of details on all the tests and you can read through them and make your own mind up the one that i've used in the past is called alpha brain and it kind of just it's designed to just uh, the way i feel it or describe it is it, it goes around and turns all the lights on in your brain and you can can kind of a function, hopefully at, at your optimum level. Um, I used it when doing a video for a song called you, you Will See Me. I had to learn half of that song backwards, um, and that was obviously a str- tr- struggle, so I did that on Alpha Brain. Um, but yeah, anyway... As you're listening to this podcast, you can get a discount, a 10% discount on all on it products. If you go to onit.com slash Pip, so O-N-N-I-T dot com slash S-C-R-O-O-B-I-U-S-P-R-P. Um, and you'll get a discount there, so do that. And you'll also in turn be supporting the podcast uh, w- w- when you shop there. So thank you very much for that. Um, two more sponsors so if you're getting bored just hold out it's not long to go um a rebels have sponsored the last uh three and they're a company set up a while ago by a good friend of mine um and they're a clothing company but they decided early on in their conception or, or as 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 a re- uh, their conception was a result of deciding this that they see the huge budgets that companies spend on marketing which essentially is kind of a gross thing it's kind of paying someone loads of money to tell other people that your product is good rather than it just being good you know so um, they decided instead of spending them marketing on their money on marketing god i can't speak and i've got a podcast number one podcast can't speak have got a stutter. terrible um they would instead spend it on music and uh art and they they say so they they put out cds by people they they've actually done the tour t-shirt for a, a war and peace who are on my label who we're on tour at the moment on the speech development tour come come fuck with us um and, yeah, they do things like that, so it's really good. Um, I'm a big fan of them, and they have given a discount, again, for being a podcast listener, a Distraction Pieces podcast listener. They have given 25% off if you enter the code free cheese, um, which is a reference to, to one of my lyrics. If you're not aware of my of my back catalogue, which is completely forgivable, that's absolutely fine. Um, so go check them out. That's a Redshift a Rebels. Give them a look. And the final sponsor... Is just my label, speech development records. Um, yeah come check us out, we got B. Dolan, we've got Sage Francis, we've got War and Peace, we've got me we've got Polar Bear, we got Jack and Brown it's a lot of good stuff, if you go to scroobiuspip.co.uk there's a web store there with loads of information, or fo- or youtube.com slash Pip. there's a load of videos of guys from the label so enjoy all that, it's free come and have a look, um, if you want to hit me up about anything, at Pipio on Twitter um, and Instagram and facebook.com slash Pip. that is about all I need to ramble on to you right now, because we are going to jump into a fantastic chat that I had with Mr. DJ Yoda. Um, again, gr- gr- great that when I've announced these, the hype for each guest has been so, so high. And Yoda is, you know, one of the most respected and legendary DJs in the U. To come out of the UK. So, um, I hope you enjoy this chat. I'll be back at the end um, with some information for you and s- stuff about next week's podcast and all things like that. So. St- Stick around at the end and I'll see you in a bit. This piece of fiction is the intro to the This piece of fiction is the intro to the This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of is the stretch and the structure. You good to jump straight in? Let's do it, man. Well, let's go. Um have you turned your volume up appropriately? That seems appropriate. Perfect. DJ Yoda, here Yo- we are. The podcast has begun. That was it. That was our big our big start.
1: That was a really impressive start.
0: Thank you very much for noticing. Um, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. Yeah. Catch me on quite a chilled day. So It's, it's a rarity, it's a right? It's all rubbish.
0: Yeah. The last time I saw you, you were on the main stage at Best of All um, and you weren't Buster Rhymes.
1: Yeah. Buster Rhymes cancelled um, and I took his place last minute. But with the like AV shows that I do, you can type in um, words on the laptop and they'll come up. Up on the screen, so I just kept on having it flash up. I am not Buster Rhymes, so I knew there'd be people out there just saying like, Buster Rhymes is a bit weird, isn't he?" Yeah, like, I Who did not think he was that? like some white dude that mixes videos.
0: Yeah, he hardly even raps now.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, I think even with me doing that, there'll still be people that have left Bestival saying Buster Rhymes wasn't that good.
0: Yeah, I saw Buster Rhymes; he was all right. I mean, he was he was Buster, but he wasn't.
1: I don't think it was ah, all there. Typical Buster.
0: I've got a feeling that they got, and this isn't just praising you I've got a feeling they've got a a better show with you than with Buster. I've just got a feeling that Buster isn't going to be delivering it at the moment
1: I don't know there's
0: certain kind of slightly older or or whatever I don't know I've just got a feeling he's
1: I actually he's too muscly
0: to (laughs) put on a good show now I
1: disagree with you I think like the the good thing about Buster Rhymes is his energy and I think that if he does show up to a show and is ready to do it well they'll actually think he would smash it yeah but on more than one occasion I've Gone to go see Buster obviously he hasn't been there, and I think he's got a little bit of a thing of like, Oh, have I got to get on a plane? Yeah, oh, I don't think how I many times, down instead.
0: how many rap acts have you had tickets to at the Jazz Cafe that have never happened?
1: <laughs> More than one, because I've, I've, I've uh, got no,
0: it's, it's the classic they will get a lot of the old classic, old, old legendary acts, and then they're the ones that tend to be, All oh, right, they've not, really they've not made it. It really
1: confuses me how you can just cancel gigs like that at the last minute. It shows yeah. such disrespect to the people to your core fans the people yeah. who want to come out and pay money to see you and the only way I've always I can been one of my things is like I, if, if i'm ill if i've got other shit going on i never ever cancel gigs yeah, i've no, in, in all the years i've been djing i've canceled like two
0: gigs or something it's exactly the same yeah. amount as as i've got at the moment but you've been doing it longer so maybe i need to I've to, to buck my ideas up way too long <laughs> And let's go back to the start. How did it all? How did it all begin, man? Like the the Big Bang is the theory, and um, then or Jesus and God. Be- in The beginning um. there was the Word, and the Word was God. Yes, it was. But no, how did it all begin for you? Because it's it is it is crazy. Because I can't think of 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 you and not think of hip hop, and not think of you know you know you're you're very credible in hip hop. You've been around a long time. You've worked with a lot of great people, but you're do you're english for starters which is yeah. a tough thing you're white yeah um so how did that all well. kind of come about
1: um well the weird thing was like it didn't it kind of came about through pop music before hip-hop in a way yeah i mean like my parents both worked in the music industry right cool my dad was a manager um my mum worked for a producer so I was literally born into that
0: uh, Did your dad manage anyone Anyone good?
1: Uh, yeah, like, uh, Eurythmics Oh wow Yeah, That's so when I was good. like two years old I went on, on holiday Which was actually a Eurythmics video shoot That's amazing I was, like, Hanging around with Annie Lennox on a boat in Africa or something That's fantastic So I was like born into that kind of um, That world of music And my dad's record collection is still bigger than my record collection now Yeah, awesome And he kept his records in my bedroom when I was growing up So even as like a five-year-old, as a six-year-old, I was just surrounded by vinyl. That's awesome. Um, And the kind of ironic thing, actually, is that out of all those records that he's got,
0: about two of them have
1: ever been useful for me. (laughs) Just completely got such a different taste in music. I love
0: the fact that, I mean, your name would come up if you're going through list of people with the best collections, you know, flash. Bismarcky and people like that who are kind of known and i love the fact that your dad should be above you in that if he's got more records <laughs> dj yoda's dad and dj yoda and then <laughs> yeah, to
1: be fair like i am not a, an ultimate record nerd there are people that are like i can name 30 people that i know that have got much more ridiculous really? collections than me i mean yes but not to that level anyway
0: and one of my favorite moments was uh the big daddy kane and Bismarcky show that we were both at and we were backstage with Biz and (laughs) it was basically him Humiliating you. um It was him specifically <laughs> for you, just going through stuff he had. He's like, "Have you got this?" And I like, like, "No, I haven't." He's like, "Have you got that. this?" No, I haven't like, got What was it? Was it original? He was like, playing all a cappellas, like a cappellas of, yeah. like, but of the Doors so and of Nirvana stuff like and stuff Michael like that, and George and Michael, and Michael. Just
1: weird a cappellas that no one would have. And he he knows like that. A conversation with Bismarck is always about uh, what stuff you've got, what stuff yeah. he's got. And actually, I get a phone call from him every few months, just like. I pick up the phone, and he d- he doesn't even say hi before anything else. He's like, what have you got? What have you got? What have you got for me? And he knows, like, <laughs> for me, like, I think I'm that dude who has all the kids' records, and the- he knows that we've got this kind of shared love of Sesame Street stuff yeah, and-, and just cool. weird instructional records and stuff, so he's talking Amazing. about that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, uh, so I grew up around all these records, um, and then the first music that I kind of liked as a 10-year-old, 11-year-old was pop music, you know, it was like top of the pop stuff. It was yeah. probably um well I was into computer games, so probably all the stuff that we were kind of referencing yeah. um in, in, in our track that we Sega, did together. RIP, yeah. Um so there was computer game music and then there was this kind of like and then there was like terrible kind of stock Aitken and Waterman, Rick Astley, Kylie Minogue, kind nice. of stuff, which I was into. Yeah, I'm liking um, that. And then the kind of hip hop stuff, it was there was this period in the late eighties where you had Pop music that had all scratching and samples in it from all different places. So the kind of thing I'm thinking of is like the um, the cold cut mix of Rakim,
0: yeah,
1: um, and even things like um, uh, Zenon Two from Mega Blast, yeah, which was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Game song. yeah, But they were they were all about dropping in these little samples and they had little yeah. scratches in them, and that just kind of really appealed to me because there were all these bits from everywhere. I was like, I don't understand what, how how are people making these songs and there's all yeah. different sounds there's like like an indian bit of music there and then there's a bit that sounds like it's from the 1950s there and that was what really jumped out to me yeah um and then when i first started listening to kind of hip-hop hip-hop it had scratching in it so that just immediately like that
0: just caught my ear i was like there's something weird and and probably made it all make sense a little bit more as as soon as you start to know what's understand scratching and what it probably because again at that point It was odd, that, or the idea of a sample was quite odd because in general it's a band with instruments and microphones and then when there's suddenly other stuff dropped in, it's like...
1: It's terrible to uh, say it, but I've always been a little bit bored by band music because it's just the sound of four people with the same instruments making a whole album. And the thing that appealed to me about hip-hop and something like... um, de soul three feet high and rising yeah it's, it just sounds like it's from all around the world and from every era yeah there's just uh, and for someone like me with short attention span it's like it's continually interesting yeah and it's really not... hard to make a, a um a good hip-hop album a cohesive hip-hop album because you can sample in hip-hop and you take music from everywhere so it's very difficult for an album to sound like a whole thing so that's why i think the most classic hip-hop albums are ones where Despite the sampling, you've got this kind of sound that all fits together. So that's what I was talking about that when I did this talk on um, Midnight Marauders by Tribal Quest recently. Yeah. I was saying even though they sampled music from a few different decades and from a few different genres, the amazing thing about Midnight Marauders is it it sounds like a um, a cohesive piece of music that all yeah, fits completely. together, and that's kind of really like the Nirvana of sampling to me.
0: Do you think? Do you think the? I mean, you touched upon kind of the. Uh, The short attention span being pulled. Do you think that's what's brought back the the mixtape? I think the mixtape is because of the mixtape having its this new new, a new boom. It feels like a mixtape rather than an album is that bit more instantly accessible and instantly it jumps about a bit more. It can have stuff like I know this beat, so I'm instantly comfortable. What I
1: like about it. What I like about it is that a lot of the time. I haven't got the attention span to sit down and listen to a whole song. Yeah, And that, that's the reason that I DJ like that as well. I play like yeah. 20 seconds of a song. I'm like, okay, I've proved my point. You all know that I've got this song. I've yeah. played this song for you. Let's <laughs> move on. Because <laughs> we've got a lot to fit in here.
0: Someone tell a Bismarcky I've got this song and then we can <laughs> we can move on. I
1: mean, I know there's an argument for the complete opposite of that as well. And I, actually, yeah. weirdly, I had um, dinner with Mr. Scruff this week. Yeah, And we were chatting about it because he is like, even though we kind of do the same thing with such different DJs. Yeah, He's completely. the absolute antithesis of that. He will play a nine-minute song in its entirety.
0: Well, oh, oh, he's... I mean, I think in recent years, he's got more legendary for his four five hour kind of yeah, his exactly. long dj sets, and he has to
1: play long dj sets yeah i'm the absolute opposite i won't play for more than an hour and a half two hours because yeah. i'm skipping around music so quickly that it's just going to do your head it's in too much yeah. To yeah. yeah 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 um so it's interesting it's just different strokes for different folks but that's the, i'm always the kind of person who like i can't settle on a tv channel i'm flicking channels constantly because yeah. i'm in fear of missing out on something yeah and i'm the same in music i listen to like five minutes of some indian music and then be like oh i need to hear drum and bass now oh no i need to hear chill out music yeah yeah
0: so so what kind of what where did you start taking your scratching and djing out oh, wow. out to the people kind of thing how, uh, how well, did before that come that happen
1: i was kind of like uh, i would kind of get hold get hold of records and pretend to scratch with them yeah using my parents hi-fi and yeah, yeah, eventually yeah. broke that and then i saved up and bought turntables and but the weird thing was that it's so different to someone starting djing now because i had no friends that were into it yeah um there was no internet, obviously. There was no books about learn to scratch. or the, yeah. I just had no source of information yeah. about how to DJ. So I would say I wasted a good two years just really? doing completely the
0: wrong thing. But do you think that kind of aided you in any way? Do you, um, do you think there's something to be said about the try and a trial and error method yeah. rather than here's how you do it and then instantly you're doing that but you don't know anything else or you don't know why you do it that yeah, way?
1: absolutely. I think it gives you a more thorough... In-depth knowledge of what you're doing, yeah. you know everything that's going to sound bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I, I did. I ruined a lot of records. Actually, I was like s- dragging needles across records and scratching them yeah. in the wrong way and everything. Um, but then, I have rid- that
0: you reinvented scratching. Essentially, you <laughs> yeah, but you in invented way, it yourself because like, right, that's not how they they did it. Let's keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> New <Yeah>. record, dad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, I did. I uh, a lot of time. But then I started making these kind of mixtapes. Um, really for myself just kind of like oh there's all this different music that I like I I want it all to go together on one tape and at points to be playing on top of each other and, Mm -hmm. and I want to throw in samples from TV programs that I'm enjoying as well and comedy things that I like so I made these tapes and then I started copying them up for people that I knew um And then they were like selling them to people. So I started taking them into record shops and they would sell them from there. And I made 10 of the first one and 50 of the next one and 100 of the next one and 1,000 of the next one. And then it just kind of, it blew up from there. So that all happened before I'd even...
0: Was that through an idea of of the exclusivity of it or through embarrassment of how bad you were at the start and only wanted 10 (laughs) out there initially? Then this is better, I'll make 50 of these. This is decent, I'll make 100 of these.
1: I I wasn't wasn't even thinking like that. I wasn't even thinking in terms of like, these are for other people. I just... I still only make mixes in that style, the kind of cut-and-paste style, yeah. for my own pleasure. If this and, wasn't my and, job, I would be doing that for myself anyway. And
0: what was the process f- for those original t- a tapes? Were they played live, or were they made, as as cut-and-paste As said, as kind of had more kind clinical with um, picking it apart? And
1: I had, like, a four-track cassette recorder, and I didn't... Yeah, I mean, I just did it... it it was a cut and paste thing without me even realizing it. Yeah, I just I was listening to things like Steinski and Cold Cut. yeah, um, and all these kind of like sample based things, and I wasn't thinking about it in terms of how will other people accept this. Yeah, I was just thinking, hey, it would be really cool if I could listen to the song, but it also had like the like Star Wars speech on top of it. Or, yeah, 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 or yeah. Whatever movie it was that I was thinking yeah. of, so it's just for, it's almost like a jigsaw. Like I always think of it like that. It's, I've got all these bits; they all need to be fit together in some
0: way that works and then i can enjoy them all at once yeah what do you feel about because if it, it, it fills with that kind of thing um for what you do specifically on the mixtapes and cassettes and whatnot it can only get to a certain level because then you're at the level where people will go right you don't own that and then <laughs> then it translates over or, or primarily it translates over to live yeah. for a certain amount of time because live you can obviously do are what you like but then is it the process that then you build enough of a name live that you can actually have these samples and then release it it's officially a, it's or what's such the kind a of
1: weird gray area and it works differently for different things sometimes it the challenge the challenges that it presents actually helps i mean i'm thinking about when i did the 80s cut and paste mix uh cuz that came out properly and legally through a label and everything yeah. the the first thing they said to me when we sat down was right I know this is a 1980s mix, but you can't include any Michael Jackson. You can't include any Prince. Right. You can't include any Madonna.
0: Oh, f- infuriating. And
1: at that point, I was just like, maybe this, yeah, this is just not it, a good idea.
0: It's good do 20s. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: but I went away and I thought about it and I thought more creatively about it. And actually, that kind of helped me dig and think about things that are a bit more interesting to yeah. put in there. So sometimes these kind of challenges, they, they force you to be creative in a different way. And actually, I think the most creative stuff... Comes out of challenge and pressure. Yeah. Um, and when people place restrictions on you. And
0: completely, I couldn't agree more.
1: That first stuff that I was making with the four track cassette recorder, it's unbelievable to think that I was using that, that technique. Because anyone that knows anything about kind of music recording, if I was to tell you that the first cut and paste CD that I had, volume one, I did that all on a four track cassette. Oh, really? And then just mastered it off that. That's <laughs> was, insane. There was no computers, there was no mixing process a lot of the stuff was ripped off like bad quality mp3s or cassettes yeah and it's just such bad quality but the thing is that's what makes it sound like what it is
0: yeah, and i've completely. always
1: had this kind of um theory of like the one thing that i've never cared about is uh sound quality yeah <laughs> people ask me i'll like, say that oh this club's got really good uh, speakers or these headphones are really high yeah. performance. i just couldn't care less about that kind of thing that's great i'm like can you hear what the music is? Yes, then it just nothing else matters
0: I was listening to um, a podcast I was listening t- t- to the Nerdist podcast recently and Tom Morello was on from Rage Against the Machine he was saying obviously he's a guitar legend people always ask him about guitars and he said when he was about I think it was t- mid-twenties he decided he's not going to get the guitar sound he wants so he's just going to get the amp that he's got that's crap and the guitar that he's got and s- set the amp to the best he can get out of that amp and then Be stop worrying it. about it because well, like a- you can spend so much time going right i need to get this perfect pick up this perfect combination but so he then just stopped up, worrying no. about it and yeah. wrote the stuff that is the Tom Morello sound or the Rage Against the Machine sound or Audio Slave sound is all... It's not what you wanted to make. It's something it's I he could see, make. Like year of.
1: in, year out, I see it is that people get caught up in that stuff. Mm. The technical side of things, getting things perfect. That, like, if I could give one tip to anyone starting out creatively, I was like... I would be like, don't be a perfectionist. Yeah. My, like, the number one thing has always been just get the idea out and move on. Yeah. Because otherwise you get caught up in it. And I know people. There's, I there, there are people that I grew up with that, that um... That I, when I first started DJing and meeting other DJs and scratch DJs, there are people that are better than me still now to this day. But they never released anything. They never made anything out of it because they were like, "It's not perfect. I don't want to yeah. release it." So, and I was the opposite. I'm like, "I know it's not perfect, but it's
0: never going to be perfect." It's such a weird thing to be able to get comfortable with that. And I, I completely everything you're saying there, I couldn't agree with more. There was, there's that point where you go, right, that's that's good enough. If you know what I mean, it's, it, it, it doesn't end there. I've always found, as soon as I realised that the album isn't the finishing point of a project, that the playing it live and perfecting it and going on for for years and years is the continued life of it, it made me far more comfortable with the idea, of, right, I just need to get this stuff there so people are aware of it and know what this is and then and you get out there and off. perform but it. And, one of the,
1: the techniques that I've used for that, which has stood me pretty well, is I never go back and listen to anything. i've recorded i don't i've not listened to any of those cut and paste mixes since i've recorded them i don't sit down and listen to my albums (laughs) because that would be weird anyway but um all because all i would be able to do is you know think oh that sound was wrong or i could have turned that snare down a little bit It's so weird
0: to think isn't it that people loads of people will will know that inside and out and you and you probably won't there'll be elements of it that you've taken on and continued to use yeah exactly there'll be chunks where you're like i don't well, a know lot of that. the
1: time, people tweet me or, or like get in touch to say, "Oh, what was that song that you played that twenty-eight minutes into that mix?" Yeah. and and I'm like, "I've got no idea. I don't know, tell you and I haven't, I haven't even got it here to like have a listen to because I wouldn't want to listen to it."
0: I had embarrassingly a while ago. I tweeted a favourite a, a, a quote of mine. Um, I was like, "I always love this quote. I think it's amazing," and then a whole slew of people commented saying, "Yeah, that's." you, you used that on your first album. And it's a song that me and Dan have never performed live. So I'd, I'd forgotten. completely forgotten I'd, yeah. I'd use it. So I read the quote again. I thought, I love that. But in, in the end, it looks like I'm saying, look at how clever I am. Because I'm, I'm basically saying, this is such a beautiful quote. It's like, it off right. that's off your record. It's like, no, 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 no. That is, I'm not, I didn't mean that. Well, but there yeah, are songs, I mean, amazing, I remember right? like
1: the first artist album that I did was The Amazing Adventures. And mm-hmm. I did kind of perform it live in a kind of AV way by filming people that were on the album in front of a green screen and mixing it live but I didn't do every song and then I kind of forgot about it for a few years and then recently I kind of heard uh, someone reminded me that I'd worked with someone and it was someone that was on that album yeah. I never performed the song live. I was like yeah I just totally forgotten that song forgot, exists would, yeah, to that and I've got a terrible memory anyway at the best of times yeah. so sometimes things like that happen I'm just like oh wow
0: so, so on the cut and paste albums were they all you didn't work with anyone else on that. It was all just grabbing stuff from all yeah, right over the place. Because totally I think that was totally possibly... I, th- I think it was on volume two was the first place I heard a Paul Barman. Um, and I'd always thought... I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd always thought that you'd got Paul Barman on your records. And it was only years later realizing that no, you've grabbed a bit of a Paul Barman track. Or uh,
1: to be honest with you, it could have been either uh, for that exact reason that i was just talking about. I can't remember. But <laughs> can't remember. There were like there were occasions in some of those cut and paste mixes where I did bring in MCs and yeah. just recorded what was basically freestyles. And I think like that concept of a freestyle has changed so much Completely. over time. But at that point, now how
0: do you feel about that? About um, what gets referred to as a freestyle? Because it, 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 it kills me that it'll be like, oh, here's this new. I saw one the other day a knew um a childish gambino freestyle and it was it's amazing it but was amazing no it, that and that was the only bit that and it kind of occurred to me that shouldn't i shouldn't let that annoy me because it was as on, on it was it was on a radio thing and it was just it was one of the best verses and performances i've seen of just sitting in a radio studio and doing this thing but it was like but that's that wasn't freestyle well, from the, the performance and the semantics tightness. in hip-hop that yeah. are annoying and that I just have to get over because that's yeah. the
1: situation. Freestyle, not meaning freestyle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mixtape, not meaning mixtape anymore. Oh, you know, I'm about to drop my new mixtape. It's like, that's S- not, not a mixtape. S- it's a
0: mixtape to you. It has to all mix together, right? It has well, to be. To
1: me, a mixtape is like a demonstration of a DJ DJing. Right, yeah. Uh, but now a mixtape is like, oh, this are, these are the songs that aren't good enough to be on my album.
0: Yeah. Um, or potentially, I think a lot of people use it, uh, these are the songs that I can't clear yeah yeah so exactly you know i'll I'll do them as a mixtape and it's unofficial and exactly so freestyle mixtape
1: and just dj just yeah a dj doesn't mean what i think a dj means anymore but you know these are just words in what way in what way well look at like look at like your a-lister djs that yep. are earning hundreds of thousands of, uh, of dollars per performance and all that stuff here's my take on that like it doesn't annoy me. It doesn't affect me, other than the fact that it's called DJing. Yeah. If they just came up with a different name for it, like this is Tiësto's big laser show, yeah, or whatever it was, whatever word it was that you came up with, that would be absolutely fine. The problem that I have is that it affects what people assume I do and what I've put yeah. years of work into yeah. and what I respect as a craft. And these people, they're not. DJing, they just press play and then they wave their hands in the air or do whatever it is that they do which is fine, but just don't call it DJ. It,
0: it makes me think of a quote from a, a Sage of fr- an interview recently where he said um, it's got to the point now where when people talk about or, or use the word hip-hop or talk about hip-hop, he can no longer assume that they're talking about the same thing as he's talking about absolutely and that's that's exactly the same with DJing right and
1: And DJing's too big it's too there
0: there's so much
1: you know within within hip-hop there is pop music there is weird left field stuff there's political stuff there's like like porn stuff there's just anything you can think of it's it's as big as life there are like there are African hip-hop people there are Asian hip-hop people hip-hop doesn't mean like just something that came out of the Bronx anymore yeah it's it's pop culture. And, yeah, DJing's the same thing. Look at EDM. Look at, like, Mr. Scruff. Look at some turntablist from somewhere. Look at... Su- I mean, even just DJing is like... You could be a hospital radio DJ. You could be, like, yeah, a yeah. Radio 4 DJ.
0: Well, completely. I mean, the, com- the the complete difference between a radio DJ and a live DJ is is that as cavernous as, uh, as possible. I always remember when I had you against Zane as the Christmas special at my at my we Are Lizards club night, and people were like... Oh my God, that's such a mismatch. DJ Yoda, legendary DJ, against some bloke that plays songs on the radio. And they didn't know that Zane is also... Is, is a good DJ in both elements. He's a good DJ as in he talks on the radio, he picks good songs, but the dude can absolutely tear it up I mean, as well
1: people always ask me which djs impress you Zane's always on my list yeah. and it confuses people that haven't seen him play and as soon as you've seen him play you're like oh wow he's like a dj dj
0: it just blew well. me away just that whole reaction and i, I loved it i, I revel in that weirdness of people being pff, yeah, just laughing that's, at it. it's there's like,
1: an example of like a, a rare down, example then. of a dj that can do can, that, do, both. can do both but yeah dj It's, such it's a, not that
0: that many i think Zane, eddie temple morris i think is great i would say annie Mac, Boys. Annie, Mac, annie Mac. yeah both yeah completely um but there's not a huge amount. There's a huge amount of DJs that are radio DJs that do play a lot of clubs, but they're, again, not in. it's not meant as an insult at all, but they do what the DJs at, at my local alternative nights have always yeah. done, and that's fine. There's something in that. Um, my local alternative night, um, if you were playing every week, people would get annoyed because they're there to hear that specific song from start to finish yeah. and this specific song from and start from to like, finish and, from and from not a whole thing I've, of actual...
1: When I've DJed at weddings that's something that I quickly learned that's a whole other skill unto myself and it's not to be sniffed at no completely it's just a different thing it's a different thing and the first uh, couple of weddings I DJed at I did terrible because I just assumed that I just do what I do (laughs) here we go and people are like let that whole song play (laughs) and you know you you don't play like 20 seconds of a song at a wedding yeah Um, Yeah, it's a different skill
0: DJing is because the uncles have to have time to get up from the buffet (laughs) to the dance floor when that song drops by the time they get there you've gone on to the next one it's like oh yeah
1: it didn't work (laughs) didn't work damn it um But yeah, DJing's too big and really like, I would like there to be different names for all this stuff. And here's another thing that like people, (laughs) it's not a very popular opinion, but generally, especially amongst artists, people get annoyed about naming of genres. Don't put me in a box. Don't Mm -hmm. pigeonhole me. You can't call this dubstep. You can't call this trip hop. Yeah. I'm the opposite
0: of that. I am totally More specific. I think
1: more specific genres are what we need.
0: (laughs) I like it. um, And I understand it from a DJ point of view. I think from an artist point of view, I think one of the things that excites me with where we are with technology is that you don't particularly need labels because if you want to know what I do, you can really quickly just look... And see on yeah. YouTube on wherever Do you know what I mean. So well, rather than saying, "Well, it's kind of hip hop spoken word electronic," it's it's this. It's exactly this. Here it is, it is on a screen in front is, yeah.
1: of you. But don't get me wrong. I don't think that any artist should sit down and think, "Oh, I'm going to make a spoken word electronic hip hop yeah, album." Yeah. I think you've it, been,
0: yeah. been done, mate. Been done. Nailed exactly,
1: it. Apart <laughs> from that, but like if you sit down to be creative, don't think about genres. Yeah. But completely. once your piece of art has been made. It's totally helpful to talk about genres, and it's totally yeah. helpful to describe what you're doing as a mix between those three things. Because yeah. otherwise, how are people supposed to know what they're...
0: And what do you think on, as, as a gigging DJ, I mean, I know you do a lot more kind of just headline DJ Yoda shows now, but what do you think on that topic still should be the case with club nights and whatnot? Have you ever been b- b- booked somewhere where it's not been made clear what you do. So people are there to say for a drum and bass, or do you know what I mean? So they're there for a different kind of night yeah. than you offer. Or, and do you adapt to that? Or do you kind of think, well, it's the promoters. If they've booked me...
1: Well, that's that's something that happens more often than you might think, yeah. actually. like I'd say once every couple of months, there's some kind of yeah. situation where I think, if I just do what I normally do here, it's not going to be quite right. Yeah, But part the way I see it, part of the thing about being a good DJ is You have to be flexible within what mm-hmm. you do. I only ever play music that I love, so yeah. if I'm changing up what I do, I'm not going to play stuff that I don't like just to please a crowd that are there yeah, but okay, here's a really good example of it. this last summer, I did a tour with a heavy metal festival mm-hmm. um that they we did one in the midlands, one down south, one up north, cool, and they put me on the main stage in between heavy metal acts, and I'm not a I'm not known as anything to do with heavy metal, yeah but i was thinking about it creatively i thought okay it would be not genuine for me to sit here and play a bunch of heavy metal stuff that i don't know but at the same time if i do what i normally do that's not going to be 100 yeah. right either but i found i tapped into the energy of it i played really mm-hmm. like high energy stuff that i would normally play harder drum and bass stuff that i would normally play yeah. harder even funk stuff harder hip-hop stuff and it clicked right but it's yeah. because the energy was right. Yeah, and, it's perfect. And you just, as a DJ, I think that if you, you take a look at your surroundings, you don't just stare down at your decks and do what you do, do regardless what you do. Yeah, of what's yeah, going, yeah, yeah. going on in front of you. You have to be adaptable to um, to the situation, but within what you care about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and that it make loads of sense. Um, I th- Yeah, I think it is an odd one, though. I think it stuns me that someone... Who's quite known as as you will get that situation as regularly as but i'm not
1: known everywhere i mean here's a great example of it like when i got to play in brazil uh, a few years ago i really wanted to like demonstrate to the crowds there that i there's a lot of brazilian music that i liked yeah um and at that time that kind of baile funk stuff was really popular yeah. it's the kind of ghetto brazilian music it's kind of somewhere between hip-hop and yeah be more or whatever um so i thought yeah i'm gonna play some of this stuff just to kind of show everyone look i'm I'm digging your stuff down so i started playing it and the the uh guy that brought me out there tapped me on the shoulder when i was djing he was like dude i don't think you understand the lyrics of some of the stuff that you're playing but right now you're kind of allying yourself with a certain street gang oh shit damn <laughs> i was like i was like oh shit i did not realize that no yeah and no, i'm gonna scary. just go back to playing some british hip-hop now yeah <laughs> like uh but it shows you like uh, i was like trying to sh- impress people basically but really yeah. i should have just stayed within <laughs> what stay with what you know and what you do yeah, and exactly before you start like getting
0: shot by gangs in brazil damn that's in- in- intimidating <laughs> where's uh, tell me some more about some of the crazy places you've played around the world. Where was it you emailed me one, like literally on a Wednesday, saying, are you up for coming and playing in Africa or somewhere on, at the weekend? Um, <laughs> b- 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 because you'd been booked somewhere and, 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 oh. and, and they said, can you bring an MC or a live act of some sort? And you hit me up and it was one of the most heartbreaking things to have to turn down. because <laughs> it, it, um, it was somewhere Kenya. I've never been. Kenya. Yeah. yeah, it was Kenya. Dude,
1: I still can't believe, it. I take a step back and I think, I can't believe that this stuff that I'm doing has got me to like China and Africa and Britain. It's amazing because I think
0: it really, I think what you do is that much more uh, universal because of the fact that you're using or you can use stuff from all around the world. If I go to, like, obviously we've done Japan and stuff like that, but it's still, it's very much going to be me going out and saying stuff in British yeah With our sound and i think it's exciting that and i think you're one of the people that has 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 made the most of that and optimized that and going right what i do is it is universal to this me, can be translated like, all
1: over the, the world it's the best thing about what i get to do like i love getting to travel every week for that same reason that i was explaining about having that short attention span yeah. i just like being somewhere different every yeah, week yeah, yeah. even if it's not always somewhere glamorous like i'm happy to go to hull one week
0: yeah and like, yeah really
1: well yeah as long as i get to go <laughs> to Kidding, like somewhere Kidding. glamorous the next week <laughs> but but it is it's just interesting to me to be in all these different places um when i do get to go somewhere further afield or more um exotic then it's amazing to stick around for a bit and get to um see some places that you would never get to see yeah china was um i mean china's different now to when i first started djing there when i first started going out there they hadn't had that club culture or that dj culture at all it was the very very birth of it and people didn't really know how to act and react in that situation it's a weird
0: thing to get to is that weird level as you were mentioning of tiesto or or people like that and the chemical brothers i remember seeing when they were more djing than maybe they 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 do now i'm not sure or did um it's that weird thing of you go through tons of your career climbing and the whole point is that people aren't aren't looking at you that they're enjoying themselves and getting on with what they do and then you get to a certain point where you suddenly kind of want them all to stand and look at you. It's weird. Is that it? a weird thing for you? Obviously, you've done the, the AV stuff as well, so I that don't kind have of that, counters um, that. But.
1: I think a lot of people who work in entertainment have got something inside them where they need to be adored. Yeah, That extrovert thing, I don't have that at all. Like, yeah. I would be just as happy if everyone faced the other side of the room yeah.
0: and I DJed. I, I, I think 90% of the time, if you're a DJ, That's the best situation. That's how it should be. If you're doing it good, people should be losing themselves in it and not focusing their attention
1: There's not much to see. I mean, even me, and I scratch a lot and I'm really busy on the decks. I'm adding effects. One thing I hate is just standing there and letting the record turn around for four minutes. I I don't do that. But even with me busy, I'm still like, why would you want to look at that on your Friday night out? why don't you have a drink and go and try and pull a girl or yeah. <laughs> whatever it yeah. is that you want to do on yeah. your Friday night like so that seems odd to me that especially when people say oh can we set up like a camera on your hands and have that on the screens and everyone can watch you scratch it I'm like you can do that if you want but that seems a bit weird to me if people are yeah. out to party like, yeah
0: just let them enjoy themselves them jeez they might go pay attention to what we've paid for here and that's something that I've had to <laughs> we've recommend. spent a, a, a lot of money on Mr Yoda now appreciate yeah, how, exactly. how good it yeah. is
1: <laughs> make the most of it um, but that's something that I've had to kind of reckon with with the av shows that i do is that i have these big screens and i'm mixing video but i've realized that people find it actually quite difficult to dance and watch
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: mostly people are doing one or the other
0: yeah, completely.
1: Um, and I've designed the show so that you can just ignore the screen and dance the, or you can just watch the screen and sit down.
0: I think the point of live shows sh- should be that... <laughs> its going to sound stupid—that should be that you only have to think about one thing and that's enjoying yourselves. I've genuinely f- I f- found this with a song that me and, and Dan Lassac have where on one tour where we're getting everyone to clap along and on the next tour we're getting everyone to bounce... And the actual act of clapping and bouncing in time <laughs> is really tough. So when people would been on, like we did the tour after, and people have been on one tour clapping and one tour bouncing, then all of a sudden we didn't say anything. So people are try trying to, to clap and bounce at the same time. It's and it's like, oh, this is
1: of, um, I can't remember too many things. A B Boxer the other week, I can't remember if it was Reeps One or Shlomo, said to me that they said to the crowd, now everyone make some noise as quietly as you can. <laughs> and everyone was like... <sighs> <laughs> but i like I confusing the crowd like that no it, multitasking as a as a crowd member is not uh what they do no, it's, no. and
0: it's not it shouldn't be it, it shouldn't be, be. Yeah. the why, point why is that you're losing that yourself
1: you know and that's uh, also ties in with my whole idea that i've always had about um you <laughs> know some of the stuff i do is quite silly really Yep. um but having that kind of sense of humor is so important to me because i see people around me that forget that they're in the entertainment industry, especially yeah. when people are out on the weekend and in a club. Yeah, It's not the time to be serious.
0: Yeah, It's completely. like
1: that's the time to have a laugh and, a, and, enjoy, yeah. and enjoy yourself. Maybe different if you're making an album or writing a book or whatever, yeah, but of in course. a club on a Saturday night... Let's not get too miserable about yeah. things.
0: Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. So, 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 so how did it develop in in, Ch- in China? I jumped in mid-story <laughs> yeah, and just uh, completely took it off track, well, but did, yeah, I no. am paying attention, so I will bring it b- 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 back on track any time that happens.
1: Um, the, the first couple of times I played in China, they stood and watched me DJ mm. for the entire set, and then when I finished out there was like a round of applause.
0: <laughs> I remember that in Japan. Yeah, like, yeah. Me and Dan's our, our set went... I think we had an hour set that we had been doing and we finished it in, in 45 minutes because I tried to have ch- chat and banter in between, which happened. we've always had quite a lot of and been quite shambolic. Mm. It wasn't happening. So it was ending each one.
1: It wasn't just the language, Barry. A polite yeah, clap. like, what's he saying? Yeah. He's trying to talk it. <laughs> polite well. clap and then
0: like, right, onto the next, yeah. on, just play a beat. Well, that plan. happened. Please and then drop then the a beat. The ba-
1: thing that happened in, um, in Beijing was that they were all playing dice. Um, oh, wow. In the that club. That feels like a film. Like, That'd be awesome, right? But Even, like, <laughs> just in the... Like, you're playing the biggest tunes that you've got and people are playing dice. So my girlfriend went out there and she was, like, chatting to, um, you know, people and uh, trying to figure out this dice game. And she she was explained that basically two people roll dice and the person that gets the bigger number drinks. <laughs> and that's the game. That's the game. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's complex. <laughs> that's just what's... And so people were... Like, and they were drinking... Can't
0: coffee. focus on two things at once. We've established this. If you're counting, you can't concentrate on the highest number.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of what, what went on in the club, which was really surreal. And they're so...
0: Did you want to just bring the marker up and say, look... How about we just all drink?
1: Yeah,
0: let's just forget the whole dice <laughs> let's thing. Let's stop the dice thing. Let's just all drink.
1: Yeah, let's drink. And why don't you, I don't know, dance instead?
0: That's always confused me the drinking game thing when you're out to drink anyway. Of drinking games in if, total. If I'm, like if you're sitting here, I'm here, here to, to drink, drink. Oh, the person who does this has to drink. It's like. Am I allowed? Because I, I haven't had any of my drink yeah. in ages. Can and I have some? i, I paid some for my drink.
1: drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah that, Drinking games,
1: I've never understood for that same reason. If, you, if, you're, if you're ready to drink, then just drink. And I, I, had like, <laughs> I, I ordered food in a restaurant the other night, and it was like the taco roulette, where one of the six mini tacos was like load, loaded with the hot sauce. Oh, wow. And I ordered it because I wanted, wanted something spicy. And it's kind of the same thing. It's like, why am I going through this? I should uh, have just bought the spicy one. Yeah, <laughs> just, just
0: have some spicy food. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We've got to make a game of things um, it's too much Um <laughs> but yeah so it didn't it didn't r- remain like that in China no though. it changed it kind of it
1: changed throughout the years and not only that like even just
0: did you change your s- set or style at all to no adapt it or help it change not really, no just, there, you, there wasn't, there's not a lot you can do with that's the There is sometimes culture. some kind
1: of very um British centric sense of humor things mm-hmm. especially in the AV shows that I will take out if I like I'm not going to play Alan Partridge if I'm in Singapore. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense.
0: M- more for Singapore.
1: More for Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like I think the humor would just go completely yeah. over
0: people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But then sometimes I'll substitute that with something that's kind of relevant for wherever i am so one thing i always used to do was like
0: i'd love it if you're just actually being really racist in every area <laughs> just you guys like this right <laughs>
1: no but what i used to like in fact that happened in singapore once i was in singapore i was like i said to the guy that brought me out there Get, tell me the like name of a really obscure soap opera from singapore mm-hmm. and then i played the theme tune to that yeah. in the middle of my set and it just freaked so many people out and the what first time that i dj'd in australia i played really? like uh i did an av show and i did the neighbors i did a scott and charlene marriage oh in amazing uh on top of like hip-hop piece and everything, so i like throwing in things that are relevant to that territory instead of my kind of british century Cuba that's things. fantastic it's really I feel fun, yeah. there's a
0: few other angles i wanted to go on but i feel we should explain the av show for anyone who is not listening because we keep referencing it so yeah. you you obviously established yourself as a dj s- s- scratching and cutting stuff together and you took that t- to the next level amazingly in my opinion and and again the 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 smoothest transition in 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 the business really of adding screens so you're scratching together um a, a visuals as well and how will it work will you generally have a beat and then you'll be scratching over yeah a sample or will the sound sam- because sometimes the samples will tie up with the video like- i should let you explain because clearly i don't understand it <laughs> i like people <laughs> not understanding it um it's there is no one way that it works yeah
1: sometimes i'm playing it sometimes i've got music playing and video sometimes it's just the video sometimes yeah. there's four bits two bits of music two bits of you know it's it's all over the place and you s- but- s-
0: sync it together so you're scratching some audio and it's making the video go at the same time, Dude, or are you. I don't drop- even understand what you're saying. You're <laughs> overthinking it. I am. I probably am overthinking it. It's probably, it's probably it's more simple than right? you think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, I just find cool bits from movies or TV programs or bits yeah. of stand-up comedy or just animation or anything that I think is cool, and then I find music that works with it and I mix them both together. And how, and
0: how pleasing or, or, or was it when that just worked? Because it didn't seem to have a long transition. It seemed to be people who were used to coming to just see you DJ were coming and watching more suddenly of a that, thing and just video. straight away it worked.
1: It was always... I always included that kind of video element to what I was doing. Even when I was making those tapes in my bedroom, like mm. when I first started out, I was putting in samples from movies, like yeah. audio samples. Yeah. Um So when the technology arrived, that meant that I could then mix and scratch the actual video itself. It just made perfect sense. I was yeah. already doing that. Yeah, of um, course. But... Even before that, I was—I did a few shows where I would work out a DJ set to coincide with a certain movie. Mm-hmm. So I did some shows with um, where they just played Ferris Bueller's Day Off yeah. in its entirety, or The Goonies, yeah. I did the other one that I did. Um, and I just DJed so that there was a song that was relevant for every scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that. great. But now I can cut up and just use the bits from the movie. You that
0: see, I that's one. what I think made the difference. I think a lot of people did the re-soundtracking of films or whatever either just re-soundtracking or playing along but that's great but it's it feels like it's more for the heads it's, it's more for the people that are going to be into the film and into, do you know what I mean, whereas yeah. I think w- w- when you went, well no I'll, that's not how DJ Yoda DJs I'm sure <laughs> yeah, you didn't exactly. refer to yourself in third <laughs> person <but. laughs> every morning I like, wake up like what's DJ Yoda going <laughs> to have for breakfast today <laughs> um, but yes yeah, so, 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 so the fact that you were like right I've got this that's perfect with that part of a film but i wouldn't play that full i'd play a little part of that feel and then it all just became sometimes
1: it's about the the juxtaposition of stuff and it's the same with mixing music like sometimes it's really funny to see a really serious bit of video mixed with a really stupid bit of video yeah and the same with the music underneath it or it's just about i mean that's like having that dj mentality is about putting two things together and really that's like that's what hip-hop is for me as well that's what's good about hip-hop. What what hip-hop is is that you can take all your influences, no matter what they are, Mm -hmm. put it together in a certain style and suddenly it's hip-hop. I mean, look at um, what Cool Herc did and Africa Bambaataa did. They were playing... Kids records. They're playing country records. They're playing rock records, folk mm-hmm. records. They just found the funky bits from all of them, yeah. and the way that they mixed it made it hip hop. Yeah, uh, and that's what's great about all that De la So and cool Quest stuff that I've just been referencing. Just so much and that's variation That's what I tried to do there. with the AV show as well. I'm like, I like Neighbors, so I'm going to stick Neighbors in this mix. I like yeah. we Town Clan, so I'm going to stick we Town Clown in this mix. Yeah, like, and once it's all together. It's going to be something new.
0: Yeah, that's And great. really,
1: it's like hip-hop is the most obvious expression of, um, uh, of an artist's influences that you can get and the purest. Because when someone sits down to write a song with a guitar or a piano, they're doing exactly the same thing. They're rehashing all the stuff that they've heard mm. and making it their own.
0: Yeah, completely. Nothing,
1: no idea is original. You don't just sit down and come up with something out of nowhere. It's all born out of influence. Yeah. And in hip-hop, your influences are there for everyone to
0: see and understand and appreciate much clearer yeah yeah completely so, so was it it, it it reinvigorating to bring the v- visual element in because i would think you'd been djing for a long time and not that the whole crate digging type thing ever gets boring but i'd imagine you'd got through a lot of what you were going to find so you've suddenly got a YouTube. new area to crate dig you YouTube can go for like, youtube and find
1: that's my wow, look at this i don't bother with record shops anymore yeah youtube is infinite yeah. And, it, and I'm lucky that I don't have this one. Well, I'm not lucky. This is the reason why I don't have this thing about uh, quality, video quality yeah. audio quality, because otherwise it would just be too frustrating. There's all this amazing stuff and you just think, oh, well, it's not Poor HD. Poor quality so video. Yeah, Yeah, forget that. I'm like, oh, wow, there's this kind of amazing, amazing Argentinian soul song from 1981. I can include it in the
0: mix. And it just works <laughs> yeah. visually as well, because I think there is something that makes you you know that's that's off of, of youtube like you're yeah. kind of used to watching stuff on youtube so it's instantly relatable and... and
1: what's crazy is that everyone no matter what job they do yeah if you're on a computer you're getting sent random youtube yeah. stuff every day on twitter on facebook at, um, your friends email you something and the difference is that i'm like
0: i'm gonna save that and play it in front of two thousand people. And so yeah know. that's crazy isn't it i was at a wedding once and it was in a in America, and the guy there was—I think the brother of the bride. um and He was a lovely guy, but hadn't really g- gone outside of that part of America much. And he was the best thing. He was telling us about a specific thing on YouTube, and he was like, "Have you got YouTube in in the UK?" We're like, "Yeah." He's like, <laughs> "Right, so what yeah, you that's do?" Amazing. This was the best line. it's like, "So what you do? Go on Google." Google YouTube, and then enter this. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, no, we'll just go on YouTube, dude. It's, it's all about, I know, I just the sentence, Google YouTube, and then search for
1: this. It's, it's, it's like, quite OCD, but I hate it when people put into Google, YouTube, cats, does
0: like, yeah. no, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube, YouTube and put that in, dude. Yeah. That's kind of killer. <laughs> um, so what was the transition like um, to go from... I remember the... F- I, I saw you a load of times... Um, I can't even think when. So it would have been when I was at college, I guess. So kind of two thousand, early 2000s, kind of late 90s. I remember I saw you a few times. I remember seeing you in a hotel in, in, in Liverpool Street. It was some kind of hotel venue type thing oh, in Liverpool man. Street. I think and I Peaches was about. playing in one room yeah, yeah. and you were playing in another room. I feel room. like
1: that was a, um, uh, either a diesel-sponsored thing... Or um, there was some kind of clothes company. I'm thinking
0: the Great Eastern Hotel. All of yeah, a sudden, is that what it was called? About, that was
1: absolutely, ages ago. Yeah, ages, um, ago.
0: and that was the first time I'd, I'd kind of heard of you. But were
1: you at college in London then?
0: No, I was at, at college in Essex, but our only adventures or nights out were so you know too. you should be Makes impressed sense. that it was yeah the big it was a big night out to london and to i come and was I
1: djing or doing that av
0: djing, DJing. yeah it was djing because i remember um i don't think you were doing av No, i'm yeah i'm, I'm pretty sh- I'm sure it was just djing and i remember again the childish student excitement of of the a-team theme drop in and just things like that and it was like that simplicity but Um, that's
1: what it is it's just simple and like sometimes people think that stuff like that is i'm being ironic yeah i'm definitely not being ironic the 80s mix was not ironic that's just other stuff that i love yeah like uh, yeah i love uh, um, uh, my main love is hip-hop that's what i know like 90s hip-hop like an encyclopedia but i do also love the theme tune to the 18 because it's amazing
0: do you ever feel you need to edit yourself or is there anything you think no i can't play that that's too I that's too far or point, too cheesy or too like i
1: pride myself on not doing that
0: a brilliant because there was one thing that night that initially <laughs> as soon as you dropped it i was like this is too much but then it won me over and it was the um uh austin powers dr evil just the two of us <laughs> and Doctor Evil Minute, and when that dropped, I was like, "This is the Austin Powers, and this is cool." But then you started to cut it off, and I was like, "No, this is dope. This is dope." And I was, I felt guilty for having a moment of doubt in yeah, in but, this okay, here's, game. Here's
1: something that I always think: there is no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Completely, I do not, I, I do not entertain that concept. Yeah,
0: I rant about yeah. this all the time. There's good new you shouldn't ever you feel you any like guilt about enjoying or you don't something like it. Like, yeah,
1: it's that's it it's over but to be fair that bloody like dr evil hip-hop song i must have played that once in a club that must have been the one time, <laughs> that was the I one that. time. but sometimes i just hear like some comedy thing that day and, and be like that i have
0: to just i have to just know i mean we- it's great to try isn't it it's, i mean that's the exciting thing i guess from djing Versus being a writing recording artist is you've got that instant test and gratification. Yeah. You're like right, right now I need to know if this works. So if it doesn't, cool. I've got and I do loads more gigs lot. this sometimes, week. It doesn't matter. Sometimes
1: I do something like that and it does work. I'm like okay, I can carry on playing it then. But there's definitely been the opposite of that. Yeah, there's this one like Chinese uh, YouTube video that I'm obsessed with. I always feel like pulling it up and playing it now. <laughs> it's so it's like one of those things that's so bad that it's good. Yeah, it, the music is just terrible, but I got a bit like obsessed with it i started watching it every day i was like i have to just play this out
0: because i'm too obsessed with it not i need to, to know bring, uh, 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 bring it up have you got signal i can kind of talk and and, yeah, and, and I cover f- i think it's in my youtube break. favorites so I be it's <laughs> got to be in your youtube favorites you it's to. on on youtube I've, I, <laughs> this is just asking you technical questions about youtube now <laughs> um can you see what like you know you have your watched list can you see other people's watched lists so if I went on your, your your YouTube, would I be able to see everything you've watched, even the embarrassing stuff that you're like, oh, man?
1: I don't know is the answer. <laughs> I don't know why I'm asking you to. That's the best bit
0: of see, feeling ever, isn't it? If anyone
1: could see the stuff that I've listened to on YouTube yeah. or watched on YouTube, I think I probably would
0: just be really do think, embarrassed. Do you think that's the advantage yes, of doing what it. you do, though, is that you can have that excuse of, well, I was researching. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see if this plays because it's... So how's that been going down in the clubs?
1: <laughs> um, try playing that in a hip-hop
0: club. Yeah. And, and you will experience what it's like to be me. It's amazing. Well, where do you... Do you find stuff more from people sending it to you, or do you troll these days?
1: Both. It comes from anywhere and everywhere. So a lot of the time, I'm my ear's trained now, so that if I'm just... If the is on and someone's speaking and they mention something that I want to sample, I just, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, uh, iPlayer. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. You need to get that. Or if yeah. I'm watching a film and something happens, I'm just, I'm, I'm not constantly thinking, I can sample this, I can sample this, but something will happen and it'll just click. Perfect. So, and my list of it. notes in my phone is just mental. Yeah, yeah, it just, yeah. It reads like the rantings were I
0: remember too. the excitement of... um of, of, of when my mate uh, uh, sent me a video of um, MC Barnell and at that point it had like a hundred views. And instantly I was like, "This is fine. I've got to get this to Yoda." And it's got it's only got a hundred views. So that kind of weird credibility of Bismarcky being like, "Have you got this?" It was like, "No one's seen this yet. Just watch this. It's amazing." I know.
1: I have to uh, to get myself, that buzz of that because it's
0: obviously it's good to find something good, but is it a how much bigger a buzz is it to find something good that's only got yeah, that is this the certain same, amount?
1: Exactly the same with digging for records like in yeah. a hip hop way like if you find some obscure kind of Turkish 7 inch with an incredible drum break on it yeah. it's the same thing as finding a YouTube of a pissed Essex man ranting
0: in a yeah. car that yeah. has only had 100 views <laughs> <laughs> So amazing
1: Yeah but that's what it's all about it's about like hey everyone look at this you haven't seen this but it's absolutely amazing yeah. and that's what a de- that's the, the main job of a DJ yeah. is like check this out this if I is could, just, if you could sum
0: up what I do in three words, it would be, check this out. That's exactly it. That's perfect. Um, so tell me a little bit. I'm not going to keep you too long. I am going to keep you too long, actually. That's exa- That's going to be the theme of the podcast. I'm going to keep, keep everyone too, too long, long. Until it gets
1: like, <laughs> I really, really need the toilet.
0: Um, um, no, so what, where's, how have you found it's, uh, I can't say sentences. Um, so, so, so what's been the most exciting places it's taken you, but not geographically um like the fact that w- when you started i'm sure you wouldn't be ruin the weekly call from biz Marquee to check what you got you know what <laughs> has been the most amazing things there of people you've ended up working with i know you had mop on on the last yeah, record uh, and uh, stuff like that all That's the stuff, mind-blowing that, right uh,
1: origin like that jumps to mind when you say that is the collaborative stuff yeah like any because this it's like a solo venture, what I do. I could get by just by never speaking to anyone, yeah. just pottering around in my studio and making music and then going out to clubs and playing it alone. But the fact that every year since I've started doing this, I try and come up with some new kind of collaborative idea. Mm-hmm. That's the really special stuff, is when you connect yeah. with people and people that you wouldn't have expected to be able to connect with. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, even just look at the like list of artists... That I've collaborated with on my albums alone, the last album that you were on,
0: yeah,
1: had Boy George
0: yeah, and same. M.O.P.
1: on the same, yeah on the same album. <laughs> it's like just the How, fact that that exists in the world. It, never mind the fact that I was the person that instigated. Yeah, like, that just, made if you that told me there's an album with Boy George, M.O.P. and Scroobius Pip on it. Yeah, I'd be like, that is so cool. That, yeah. that, how's that happen? It's
0: amazing. Um, so, 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 with those collaborations, are they? Are you in the studio? With them more often than not, is it more often that they'll you'll send them stuff and they'll send stuff it's back? Totally or? different with with every song I've done. Uh, I've uh, 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 who's been the most kind of memorable, or you've been the most kind of awestruck of being in the studio with and going right? Um, let's lay this down. It was
1: pretty crazy doing a song with a Large Professor. Yeah, that Damn. was
0: someone that I like and grew
1: up listening to his music, and he didn't work in the way that I expected him to work. Oh, really? at All. It's so interesting to see how different rappers record their vocals. Yeah. It's that's something that it throws me every time, it's because you hear someone rap on a record, but then when you watch it being made, it's never the way that I expect really? it to be. Yeah. Some people that I've worked with, you just press record and they just rap their rap and then they're done. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's go get some food. Bye. <laughs> Other people literally a word at a time or a phrase at a time. Yeah. Punch yeah. me in, punch me in, punch yeah. <laughs> yeah. me in. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's pretty weird and crazy to see. Um, but something like what I did last week in Manchester, that's like I did this collaborative project. I mm-hmm. put together a new band yeah, um, called
0: Breakfast of Champions. Excellent. Good name. Um, and I've it, been hearing about this outside of, of, of you, actually. That's instantly made me think. I don't know who, who's yeah. in it, but there's been something I've been hearing right. talk of this. So well, explain. it started
1: with like a... Um, Art council funded thing that uh, a Manchester oh, awful. venue <laughs> have, <laughs> where they put a, they just get a different person every year to put to create some kind of unique original piece of culture whatever yeah. that is. So they asked me to put together a band, uh, and we put a call out to emerging musicians mm-hmm. across the country. Had an amazing response, hundreds of responses in, and I sifted through it all and basically created a band right. out of just like frankenstein style just like oh i want a banjo player amazing uh, and i want a double bass player yeah and and i just put together a band that i would like to see so which is essentially no like guitars yeah
0: (laughs) um just everything other than guitar yeah
1: and then i brought like three rappers in to do it um who are sparks and truthos mufasa who are from the mouse
0: outfit yeah or truthos and mufasa has been blowing me away this last year or so just i i had um John Berkovich on the show. Um, it was either John Berkovich or, or Polar Bear, or one of them when they were in, and they just bought some True Foss Owen Price. I've never heard the guy, but blew me away. He's amazing, kind of amazing like stuff.
1: ODB in a way. Yeah. He's yeah, kind completely. of a element yeah. to him. Um, and then this third guy called Rex Domino. Have right. you seen him?
0: No, I'm not familiar he's with him.
1: He's just that. a kid. He's like, he's a teenager from Portsmouth. Yeah. But I, I saw his stuff on YouTube and I was like, oh my God, that's like. It's like finding that video of MC Barnell, and it's yeah. like finding that Turkish drum break. It's just like no one knows about this guy. No yet. one knows about this. And he's going to blow everyone away. So I brought those three MCs to the table. We met up last Monday in Manchester. We hadn't met each other before, and we had a gig on the Friday night.
0: Oh wow! So Damn. we just
1: spent the whole week creating an album and a live show.
0: That's exciting. Which
1: was the most intense week of work. I can so remember having
0: with you DJing as
1: well. I assume also and video. Oh, also, I forgot to mention the animators, so we had four animators as well, <laughs> <laughs> and a set designer. This whole yeah, thing. So we yeah, and it's a ten-piece band as well. It's like a big thing. Awesome. So there's a whole bunch of us, um, and made an album like that. That's i was just amazing. finishing off the album now. So it's and and just to get to it was really cool to do something like that because both the artist albums that I've had up to this point. I've basically made a hit list of vocalists that I want to work with yeah. and they've been people that I've grown up listening to, people yeah. that I love listening to now mm-hmm. Um and I just managed to tick off everyone on that list. It was amazing yeah. that I got to do it but I've kind of done that now and this was more like, okay, these are all people that are just as talented but haven't seen that level of success yet yeah. and to get to collaborate with those kind of people and to start from scratch, not really, kind of less sample based than stuff I've done before. Yeah. This is a band, you know, we sit I mean, down that's and
0: amazing and you'd imagine the... Not the yeah. I guess the hunger would be that bit more. There there would be that kind of buzz and excitement of the
1: energy of it. People really want to make it happen. It's so much more important to them. Um, And I'm so satisfied with the the stuff we came up with in that week. It's been um, like an experience I will never forget for the rest of my life. It's that that level of creativity, like I, I haven't had before. Because the other stuff that I've done, I've always had my own time to do it in. Mm-hmm. You just make an album, let me know when you're ready. That kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, this was like, oh, we need to have an hours worth of material for Friday night and it's yeah. Monday now. And now it's like Wednesday afternoon we still haven't got half the show. It's absolutely
0: insane. And you feel you've come up with great stuff,
1: right? Uh, Cuz thing, thing enough... about like uh, recording stunning, under it? pressure. Like, when you've got that yeah. uh, when you know like if you're looking at your phone right now, you're wasting your time. Yeah. There's no time to like,
0: I really do I'm a huge Believer in, and I don't practice it all the time. But mm-hmm. the the greatest skill um, in writing music is just doing it, yeah. just simply doing it. It, it. If if you just do it, then it's, it's not this, actually uh, this thing that you, it, you might not make a better song slaving over it for a month than yeah. slaving over it for a day. You'll if make you've a just done song it
1: if you're under pressure. Yeah. And I I love deadlines. That is how I can get stuff done.
0: Yeah, that's I like
1: to be told this has to be ready for Friday night. Yeah, um, and the best stuff comes out that way. Yeah, and I'm, I, you know, I can't wait amazing. for everyone to hear all this music as well because it's, it's kind of, it's, it's undeniably me. Yeah. But you can hear everyone else's influences on yeah. it as well. That's great. And it's really like, um, it, I mean, if I had to describe it as anything, it's kind of like the roots, but a uh, British the roots. Wow. But then it veers off into weird other. Genres of stuff that I'm into. So there's one that goes full on hoedown country. Brilliant. There's one that goes full on drum and bass. There's one that's kind of got a very jazz element to oh, it. That's amazing. And, and
0: are all the MCs on it throughout, yep. or are they in and yep. out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're music. in and out.
1: They're like, this is one song. They get, you know, two of them on one track, three of them on the one track, cool, one on the other track. So it's the, they're kind of in and out. We've that's got a great. London date coming up. Actually, we've got a jazz cafe date um, when's that i'm,
0: I'm not in, sure when this is going out yeah it's in november in november that's uh, yeah, perfect yeah, I can't um, remember the date. So, but so i was gonna say so, so what is the plan album will be released yeah, and then the album will come you, out after you that and then we'll more?
1: tour it properly and it's like a, it's, that's the next phase of stuff i just try something new
0: amazing well at the end of this podcast we will have the exact date of that of that yeah, gig i'll add that on terrible, the end I don't even know so it, i'll try much. and add that on the end um yeah, be cool. but no that sounds amazing so that was
1: really good but like i only started talking about that because you were saying to me what are the some of the kind of things collaboratively like that, yeah. that have really stood out it that sounds amazing so, so, really
0: so what would you what would be the plan post that because i'd imagine if you've had that experience you'll want to work again with those people but surely part of the experience was not knowing those Absolutely. people in the first place I've so no would idea. it be we do the album we gig it a bit and then we completely disband and then i do it again with completely new people or no, the
1: answer is who knows yeah yeah because uh, i thought the exact same thing that you've just said but it's too early it yeah so we'll see but just for doing that as an experience, that was really cool.
0: Was it? Did it come about, or was it influenced at all by when you? Because because only in the last what year or two years you've brought in the Trans Siberian Marching Band. You've been doing a lot of stuff with. So again, yeah. to explain to people, you're DJ with, with this crazy marching band on stage and being yeah. engaged in the yeah. I in mean, the that was kind set. of
1: what what led to it. It was it was getting experience with a band like that. That the, the Trans Siberian March Band, they are like a bunch of weirdos
0: basically. they really are they really they are, really and, they, are. Just... and I'm glad you, you've said that because you know them and can say uh, that one of them is whereas...
1: so like uh, transvestite in her late 70s Yeah. Uh, one of them is like they're all age groups they're just they're nutters they yeah. they, they get dressed up and but um, I saw them play one time in Brighton and I can't remember what cover version they did they covered something but in, I, I'm a bit of a fan of brass bands I love brass yeah. bands and I love brass band cover versions and it just set ideas going I was like it would be so cool if we could just do all hip-hop cover versions with this crazy brass band
0: Did, did, did you at any point phil i've come up with an idea that i'm not particularly needed for do you know what I mean? Because it's kind of if, if you're taking away what you do essentially. If you're if you're their DJ, yeah. it's like imagine all of these songs I'm playing, but played by a brass band.
1: Yeah, and I just and then you get them
0: it. in, and then it's,
1: <laughs> oh, you're doing it.
0: But you kind of countered no, that by of, putting stuff out and doing again, having the samples, having acapellas. It was not in with it.
1: with Breakfast of Champions because I kind of came up with the ideas for tracks, and I'm like, oh, now you're all playing it. There's a drummer playing the beats. There's <laughs> like yeah. there's a brass section playing the brass. There's strings playing the strings.
0: Uh, what do I do again? But I scratch. You know, yeah, that's what I do. So I just scratch. <laughs> that's great though. And again it's 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 underrated. A lot of people kind of don't a lot of people analyse that kind of thing a lot more now than in the old days. So when it was Miles Davis or, or, or whoever people like that who'd put together an amazing band, you think of that as a Miles Davis record. You yeah. don't think of all the other amazing people on it and the fact that at points, he's not doing anything. Well, it's the same he's just thing chilling, he's um, kicking it. That we were talking about, about DJ
1: me, meaning a lot of things. Producer means a lot of things as well. Yeah. I mean, look at um, Mark Ronson. Yeah. Like, I don't think Mark Ronson sits there and, like, fiddles with Pro Tools and no. uh, yeah. edits samples and stuff. Like, he's kind of overseeing it. Yeah. But it's a Mark Ronson sound. That's kind of more old-school definition. he does
0: an amazing yeah. a, a job with it as well I think he's another one that's kind of underrated or or just obviously he's done very well but I think people don't realise that my main thing is people don't realise he did Uwe which is one of the classic <laughs> hip hop songs it's like everyone thinks of Mark Ronson and his horns and so on and so forth he's like he's made a yeah. few absolute genuine Bangs. bona fide classics yeah, there absolutely um, but yeah just different ideas of what,
1: what a producer means and I guess in that kind of role with a trans-Siberian as producer like that I was just like hey, everyone, it would be really good if we could just cover, like, MOP now, or whatever it yeah. is, that, whatever track it is that um, yeah. I've come up with the idea for. It's um, awesome. And it's so funny, like, working with all these musicians, and yet I just don't write or read music. Or, a lot of the yeah. time with Breakfast at Champions, they were like, so is this in B-flat major then? And I was like, oh, I don't know. You tell me, son. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the other kind of collaborative stuff that I've done like that, which I don't really kind of bag on about too much, but the last one that I did before Trans-Siberian was with Dame Evelyn Glennie. Right, I'm not familiar. She is a percussionist, and she's deaf. Yeah, And she wow. works off vibrations alone. Oh, Lord. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. And she, I mean, this is like how I described her after meeting. her. I was like, either she's the most amazing person I've ever met, or she's a complete fraud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think
0: she's pretty much the former. <laughs> Something's going on but there. There's stuff, like,
1: there's stuff going on like where I can talk to her, and she's not looking at my mouth move, and she's answering me. But she's deaf. That's insane, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but she doesn't wear shoes. She's like feels all vibrations oh, off wow. the floor and everything. It's crazy. So we did this show totally randomly in Norway. Um, that's, that's same mine, thing where we had, had like, like a week to come it's... up with it, but it was um, much more experimental, avant-garde, mm-hmm. classical music, basically. But I was like... Uh, and I'd videoed her um, playing all the instruments and I was scratching her doing that on top of her actually playing them. And we're back and forth in all this percussion stuff. And just... Same thing, I just did it to try and,
0: like, take myself out of my comfort zone. And Yeah. Do you kind of f- f- force that regularly, or is this yeah. stuff that just comes along, or do you think, right, I need to Both put myself in I an unusual to, uh, spot uh, right yeah, now? Yeah,
1: I have to make sure that at least every year I do something that I've, I've never done before. I mean, I've got a radio show starting this year, and I've, I've never That's been,
0: what I was going to go on to n- And uh, next. What's the... What's the deal? What's the plan? It starts in October, so it might already have started when it would have this goes started, out. It's yeah, um, on Six music, and, Six music. Yeah, I mean, Fridays. congratulations first of all because they've not had a they've not had a hip hop show at all. Have they at no, all? No. I mean, Huey does a kind of like Huey's great. I love got, Huey's show. I think he's great because he just goes wherever he wants. Yeah. at points he goes wherever he wants, and he's amazing. But, but.
1: there's no no there's no hip hop show on Six, and I just you know I've had like offers of radio stuff throughout the years in the past and it's never really appealed to me very much doing that i don't think there's much point me doing radio on any other station mm-hmm. but then six when they approached i was like okay that
0: is a good that makes sense now i, I think i mean why I, didn't. I was exactly the same i think you're gonna fall absolutely in love with it because i was the same i was like i had no appeal i've i've never had that this is going to sound ridiculous now obviously i'm doing a podcast that i'm on every week but i've never had that appeal of i need to have my voice heard yeah so but it wasn't until i started doing the show and i realized i mean or the thing that made me want to do the beatdown which i've stopped now if anyone's listening wants to tune in but they're all on mixed cloud um the thing that appealed was all of this music hasn't got a home in the uk It might have in other places, but in the UK at that point, it didn't have a home. And these people come over and tour and do good and, you know, are known, yet there's nowhere to do...
1: Yeah, to me, the thing that, like, jumped straight in my head was like, okay, there are people doing hip-hop shows... But hip hop is forty years old now, and no one is celebrating that forty year back. At all. Yeah, there's like all the hip. That's shows what I was going like- to
0: ask. So it's going to be more of a because again I was going to say when I think of Yoda, I think of more old school hip hop. Obviously, there's new people on the I want, different things. I want but the, I think the
1: balance of- to be like seventy five percent old stuff. Great. So I'm going to play new stuff yeah. that I'm feeling that's come out. Yeah. Um, but I just think there are so many places where you can hear. The hip-hop has come out that week yeah i agree there's that's that's everywhere but not everyone knows about like some obscure 90s organized confusion oh, remix or whatever that i that i want to play and be like hey uh, if you're liking this new stuff that's coming out i'm sure you would love this but you might not know about it yeah um and there's so much of that back catalogue to
0: celebrate and i feel like yeah six is a good place for that actually it's there's got to be a few that are on your mind as the ones you can't wait I play just, again this is one of my like note sections
1: on my iPhone yeah. it's just like uh, I just randomly be like ah Redman. Yeah, <laughs> ah, yeah there's tons of stuff I can't wait to play so
0: is it going to be a lot of of, of of talking I'm assuming it's not going to be just you DJing and, and it's going to be a mix of both it's I'm going to have wicked. like
1: an hour's mix that I've put together awesome for every show and then the rest of it will be me talking playing new stuff playing other stuff that's amazing and, yeah and,
0: and, uh, and I always mix every every week, That's yeah, and I
1: put a lot of good to put that pressure into on mixes you. I always like from the very start of what I've done, I've been like, if I'm putting a mix out there, it is not going to be just a record mixed into another record, mixed into another record. It's always involved, detailed, mm-hmm. I get lost in it, I find samples from different places, yeah, I cut up little bits to make weird mashups and blends and stuff, That's and amazing. I don't ever want to have mixes out there that aren't that, yeah.
0: That's what i do that so. sounds insane though so is do you know how long have you got a set are you, are you doing it for a set amount of time or is it just an ongoing thing it's the ongoing thing we'll see what happens. man that's it. petrifying you're not are you not terrified that you've got to come up with an hour's mix every week i, I mean saying, the other side of it it's not so much because
1: oh it's not every week it's not every week oh it's not every week no, oh no, when no, is no, it no, sorry we're, that's what we're on rotation me. it's the friday night six mix thing i think they've got yes of DJs course in rotation
0: awesome yeah. so it's it's once a month from Six Music, I can't remember how often it is. Yeah, so if ish, you, yeah. it's on at some point. Just <laughs> Google it. Jeez, yeah, Google come it. on! Use it's not Google. hard to find. Don't type it into YouTube. Don't type it into. Don't type into YouTube. <laughs> That'll um, get you nowhere.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm not petrified. No, I just I, I, this part of this thing that I just want to try something different the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I, I just want to try something that I've never tried before. Ah. It's
0: exciting as as well. Obviously, that the whole iPlayer thing that it's just archived and then you're you're I know. good and you're then there. It's there. It's, there's no pressure of oh are people going to be in at this point on a Friday night or whatever yeah, it is yeah it'll just
1: it'll be, it'll be there for whenever you want to hear it and I'm working on a mix at the moment as well like um for Diplo's uh, Diplo and Friends show Amazing. just aside from all of this which is the uh for Halloween so by the time that people hear this they'll be able to check the Halloween
0: mix that oh that's awesome
1: and that's just the way that I like to make mixes it really works for me to like have a th- be given a theme yeah uh, that's why I did the 1930s mix Is why I did a country and western mix I'm like if you just give me a topic, then, then I, I can, can like, just dig into that. I can make it out of that topic.
0: That's yeah. great, man. And I think people again, it's a great thing to a, a simple thing to find and realize that if it's like I've got, I've I've, I've polished my tools, I've got my skill set. So it's just if you tell me if, if if you tell me what you want, yeah, I can, I can deliver that. something. That's there. That's
1: what I do. That's <laughs> fantastic. what We do.
0: That's perfect. Well, we should probably st- start to wrap it up at at, at some points soon. But is it? What's the plans? Ongoing. Obviously the radio show and everything, but albums wise and Yeah, this and well
1: this Breakfast of Champions thing will, will be the, is next the next thing, thing. that that will drop. Yeah, and I haven't got a release date for that yet, but we're we're almost finished with the album uh recording wise, so it's not gonna be too far off. Perfect. Um, and that, that's the next album thing that's gonna come out. And then um
0: Yeah, oh, just always oh, oh, oh,
1: just different weird projects going on. The other yeah. thing that will be relevant because it's also november is uh the bfi in london are doing a oh, are sci-fi doing Love the BFI. um they've got like a movie series of all sci-fi stuff yeah but they booked me to play uh just exclusive one-off best of sci-fi av show yeah so Amazing. it's gonna be a proper sit down in the cinema with popcorn whilst i scratch robocop
0: that's that's perfect surely that's just going to be absolute heaven where did what what made i'm just continuing the interview after saying we're going to end there because um, i've never asked this or even wondered this what made you come up with your name and have you regretted it at any point or been uh, pleased because i think it kind of sits with I, the nerdiness of elements of what you do so i
1: hate the name you really I've like always hated the name. I've never. There's never been a point where I've been like, "That's a good DJ name." Yeah,
0: I hate it. So, uh, so, so how did it come about, <laughs> and and how quickly did you hate it?
1: Uh Immediately is how quickly I hated it. I just it kind of got named on me by a friend, and I had this big Yoda toy by my turntables, and it yeah. was just for lack of anything else. The, the crazy thing is that my actual name, my name, name, my initials are DJ, and my surname is Beanie. Yeah, so my actual real you name. should have been DJ beanie. dj beanie that's a good name which is a good name and <laughs> dj yoda is not a good name i
0: think it works man i think it would i don't know i think
1: it's, oh, it's always up with it but you know what i'm it's all evolution isn't it all Co- dj names are stupid yeah i, I, I pretty I struggle much struggle to think of a good I, I can think of maybe one or two good dj names and other than that they're all really silly
0: who uh, uh, what djs excite you the most like as a fan who are your top kind of few and 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 if you've got any th- a few that are obviously big names but any, any that are maybe bubbling under.
1: It's funny, I like I'm I'm obsessed with DJing. I just like to watch DJs. I yeah. like to watch shit DJs. Yeah. As much as I like to watch good ones because it inspires yeah. me to like not be that shit. Not be that guy. And I am happy to just have to that I just if I'm at a festival and there's other DJs playing, I just always want to see them. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, there are some people that I like to watch more than others. I, I David Rodigan yeah. is probably my favourite DJ to it's watch. He's just a legend he? because the passion yeah
0: and the energy he's another one that, that if you if you google youtube and search for david Rodigan <laughs> in that there's just so many just if you put youtube amazing Bing, <laughs> uh,
1: then you can get you'll get to youtube and you can type in david yeah Roddigan. i
0: agree i mean he's another one we're gonna have to to get on the podcast just because be just some point. of the stories i've yeah. heard secondhand hand about that guy and of the thing stuff that's he's brilliant been up about too. him
1: is that the passion that he has for the music that he plays comes across yeah and it's
0: and it, sh- it shows that if you've got that passion it can transcend anything because exactly. i remember the, f- the first one i saw was some a video of him playing in kingston jamaica and he's a white m- middle-aged man and you can see that at the start people are a little bit Who's what's next? this guy doing yeah. and then he starts and he's so passionate and so genuine he's not trying to be anything he's not he's just yeah. yeah amazing I think
1: that like that's the main thing that comes across it it's not even you don't even need to like the music when someone is that passionate about what they do i yeah. just care about what they're doing because it's, it's amazing to watch people with passion yeah do anything um but yeah other djs i, I can think of tons of, it's almost like you tell me the genre i'll tell you the like yeah. someone, a dj yeah. that's impressing me in that genre. that's
0: amazing i mean that's great that there's the, the the that you can appreciate and get into the variation of genres as well because i kind of i find that yeah obviously i'm not a a dj for a living i I dj at my night but i'm not that good um but yeah for me a dj needs it often needs to be a specific genre it has to be hip-hop it has to be this or that but there are like it's kind of good that you can appreciate
1: the old school style of hip-hop djing is what informs what i do
0: yeah yeah
1: i I could play like a whole set of just twerk or trap yeah just like some some kind of new genre but the way that i play it makes it like would still
0: feel, feel like a, a yoda set as well yeah, exactly. what, what do you think i mean how huge and life-changing a difference was it when it all went digital it's you know the fact that you i mean what massive. do you dj off of again in case anyone's listening and doesn't know and assumes it's just all on vinyl now what do you what's your actual setup So and,
1: it's aside from the fact that i'm using serato yeah on a laptop yeah the rest of the setup is just like an old school hip hop DJ style. so Serato Sor- Sor- Sor-
0: works with two 12 tens two and the the needle will be going into the is it the needle that's going into the into the box <laughs> I
1: love the way whenever you start talking about <laughs> DJ stuff you kind of overcomplicate it it's, it's never yeah. it's just it, you use so, records
0: and but a it's, it's, it's a, a Serato record, yeah. isn't it? So it's not. It's just so, a, like so it, it can pick Serato it up. The Serato
1: record works with the the computer program, yeah. so that you can choose your music off the laptop, but then you're controlling it off the records. Yeah, that's so amazing. the setup that I use, and the same for the AV shows as well, mixer, two turntables, laptop. Go yeah. On. Like nothing. But it just gives it endless. And that's just the way. Uh, choice that, and proportion. The, that's the way that I've learned to DJ. So that's the way that I'm comfortable with. I've tried with CDJs. I've tried with controllers. Yeah. I can do it. It just doesn't feel right, though. Yeah. Like I like to have a record to scratch because that's, that's what I do. But I'm not at all sniffy about people that start DJing now and want to just DJ off a laptop or a phone or whatever the hell they want to DJ off as long as you're doing something interesting. If you can
0: can do it well, I always think anything, if you. If you stick with it and learn it and become good at that, at what you're using, then it's going to be dope. It's going to be the
1: thing with the technology for me because I I keep up on all the new DJ technology. Um, I'm nerdy about it, as you might. You love a good mixer. I I Um, I always
0: remember when you came to the club night the first time and bought your mixer and it like it lit up the whole room. It's got so many lights on it and we literally could turn off all the club lights because it was just, he's plugged it. his mixer in.
1: But like the, the way that I stay on top of all that new technology is I ask myself the question, does it? Does this new bit of kit allow me to do something new and cool that I've never mm. done before? And if it does, then I'm all for it. Like, yeah, like uh, for me, the important thing is to have that base of understanding DJing in its most pure form and yeah. if you understand it on that level then sure take it off in any direction it is a bit weird when people start with all this new equipment and they've never even mixed two records together. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, i think that you can tell a dj that hasn't done that and it doesn't sound quite right yeah depending on what kind of music you play yeah but sure for me like i jump around from genre to genre i might play a 60s soul record followed by a drum and bass thing followed by a bollywood soundtrack and i think to be able to do that you have to have kind of understood well if I had these on records how would it, How would I be able to do that and it makes sense yeah Um because uh, computers can allow you to do anything with DJing now. yeah
0: and it's got to be the saviour like when you are saying of when you're in a club and it's not really what you're traditionally do because you can have so much just there on your hard drive yeah. or, or what well, I quite or like to do in
1: clubs is like if because I've I'm kind of known for playing everything and people know to expect the unexpected mm. that way I can play a reggae song and if people are into that kind of sound i can go off further into that direction and play all dancehall and everything but if they're not feeling it then i just move on i'm like okay rock how about rock and then if that gets a good reaction then i can go off down that street and yeah that's great it's nice to have that that flexibility and i just to be able to roll
0: that 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 dice and go all right now you're not feeling that but it not be a
1: weird thing yeah we just move on we'll move on until you're happy kind of thing um that's great but i always felt sorry for djs who are known as like oh that's the guy that plays like jazzy drum and bass mm. <laughs> so then you're just stuck with like that's it. To play that week in week out
0: onwards if I they're know, not
1: feeling it <laughs> and that's part of it what keeps it fresh for me is i'm like oh i've got you know i'm playing this weekend i've got two gigs in birmingham and bristol who knows what i might end up playing i might go yeah. off from like a 1930s thing and play all speaking music speak easy yeah. music for an hour and
0: that keeps it fresh for me too uh, uh, what's the difference for you honestly we, we we will end this at some point yeah. uh, what's the difference for you f- between kind of a club gig and more of a ticketed DJ Yoda um, l- live show as such
1: and festivals as well and festivals yeah thing. festivals bangers
0: because Festivals again, I think, are something that's just made for what you do and for your style of DJ and and your yeah. the versatility and variations. It's it's just people can just get into it
1: because I play everything. It's a bit like you throw it all up against the wall and something's going to stick with someone. You might not like uh, like nineties hip hop, but you might like house. And I'm just yeah. going to play everything, so you'll be happy yeah. at one point. <laughs> Perfect and upset for the rest of it. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, festivals are just bangers. It's not the place for like experimenting. Mm-hmm. Just that's the shit that people want to hear.
0: Um, what was the other question? Like a difference between like a ticketed yeah. kind of clubs? Like, are, or, I guess because when you do your albums, obviously you'll have more guest MCs and things like that. As yeah. as more of a live show, It's more of a DJ Oda, I'm playing my album rather than a DJ Oda. Yeah. I'm playing anything I, I, see I that fucking that want. The,
1: like <laughs> DJ Oda, ticketed things is like that's going to be an AV thing. Yeah, that will be a show. Yeah. Be, there's going to be a lot to look at. It's not just. A dark room with a dude DJing in a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, so like the Breakfast of Champions thing when we were doing that, I was like, well, it's really important to me that we have massive screens here yep. and that we've got animation made for every song that we're doing because that makes it part of a show. Yeah. And when I when I toured the albums that I've done, yeah, I, I, like I've created special videos for every song that I could do different things with live and everything. Yeah. So that's like a, a dj Oda show, but Is it's, it, it's like, nice to just um, DJ in a club as well. And,
0: it's got to be exciting doing the Breakfast of Champions thing because as you kind of touched upon, DJing is great, but can be a very s- solitary yeah. and, s- and solo thing. So kind of how exciting is it to then go, I'm still doing what I do and what I love, but it's like there's other people here people and they're all taken in. And- yeah.
1: That's what makes it so memorable for me. Yeah. Like, that's why when you said to me, like what have been some of the moments that stuck out, I'm like that, because
0: that how is a part. That, from- that if you look back over your career, one of the things that stands out was last week. That's that's great. Surely to be I continuing think that to progress. Also might be a situation. Your bad thing. My bad memory.
1: <laughs> I think if you'd have asked me that. <laughs> five years ago i'd be like it's something that happened last, last week,
0: week. <laughs> oh that's a good way to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> who knows but yeah like there's other djs who are part of groups or duos yeah. uh, and then they've suddenly chosen themselves a certain lifestyle because as soon as you decide oh I'm, I'm a partner with this other dj that's what you do like, and you like you're reliant you've upon got that. someone to collaborate with and yeah they're going to be a nightmare sometimes and it's going to be helpful sometimes but as soon as i made the decision oh, i just dj alone yeah. And yeah, that that happens. Then that's the the career path I've set off on. I'm just yeah. I get most of my work done alone, but it does make it special.
0: And then there's then someone to talk to when about stuff. Collaboration as well. Yeah. Well, that's excellent. We're going to end it there. Um, where sh- sh- should people go to keep an eye on all of your uh,
1: type? DJ Yoda into sheet. Bing, and then t- type Bing YouTube DJ <laughs> Ask Yoda Jeeves, into uh, Ask Jeeves. Who
0: DJ Yoda is?
1: If you text six triple three six and say who where's DJ Yoda playing i haven't done that for a while um, yeah just google me my website's there you know i'm i'm there you'll see all the stuff I'm and doing.
0: again i love the fact that even though this is only going out in a month or so it's pointless pl- 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 plugging anything too specific because you've got such a variation we of know, shit going on like, That's by the time so this awesome. comes
1: out i probably would have moved on to my collaboration uh, uh, with chinese folk musicians i've, I've made
0: another band
1: yeah <laughs> yeah just about keeping it fresh but yeah i'm, I'm um, it's pretty easy to find out what I'm up to by just reading my rants on Twitter. Or perfect.
0: Well, thank you very much for coming on and check Yoda out on his website, on his Six Music show, and stick around after this and we'll have the details of um, of the live day at the Jazz Cafe. Thank you very much, DJ Yoda.
1: Thank you, sir. My have pleasure. Have a good day.
0: Bye. Peace. You've been listening to Scrooge Picks Discrushed the There we have it. Episode four is in the bag. Uh, that was DJ Yoda, and it was genuinely just a lovely to get to spend time and have a chat with that dude. He's a legend. Um, uh, oh, I should mention, his. Oh, as I mentioned, I would mention, his gig um, with Breakfast of Champions, which we just... I talked about that insane project where they all just kind of had a week to to to, to put us all together. It's at the Jazz Cafe this Saturday, November eighth. Um, go and check with that doors are at seven pm. Um, tickets are about fifteen quid. I think you can can find them online. You're a grown up. You can deal with that. Um, yeah. Um, what else did I want to say at the end here? I wanted to ask um if any of you have any. Guests you'd like on the podcast, tweet me at Pipio or facebook.com slash Um Holler at your boy. Um, n- next week's podcast, I should let you know right now, it's the one and only Mr. Sage Francis. Um, absolute a legend if you don't know you should know he's one of the kings of independent hip-hop i probably wouldn't have started writing um if it wasn't for being a fan of sage and seeing sage for many years so it was very exciting to get to talk to him we i went he's on my label I went on tour with him recently when he was doing the UK I was just just there to run merch and 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 jump on stage for a couple of songs and we recorded the podcast in my hotel room one night in Cardiff so it's very intimate and very enjoyable so I hope you'll enjoy that if you haven't already subscribed you should subscribe had a lot of people since this podcast has launched saying that they'd not listened to podcasts before asking for other podcasts i thought i'd get some some recommendations in uh the joe rogan podcast is fantastic it's normally three hours long but there's a long list of amazing guests he's had on there over the years. so check that out i like the nerdist podcast again the, their list of guests is just ridiculous just yeah i can't even start to describe who's on there um The What The Fuck podcast or the WTF podcast with Mark Maron is really good. And The Champs, I like The Champs. Um, That's a great podcast. So anyway, that's just a few recommendations from me on podcasts that you could maybe give a little look and check out. I'm going to leave you now and catch you all next week with Sage Francis. Um, In fact, I'm going to end this podcast with a little bit of the song that me and DJ Iota did that we talked about earlier. Um, So yeah. This is Sega R.I.P. by DJ Yoda and Scooby's P. Yoda, what? What happened to Sega? Do you remember? Like, like it was always Sega and Nintendo were the big enemies and kind of butting heads and battling, and and now um, Sonic's spoiling himself on Mario Olympics. And embarrassing. It used to be Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis But Sega went and choked, man, I couldn't picture this The time for a goodbye, not a single farewell kiss Sega make a drive, man, you were sorely missed It was Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis But Sega went and choked, man, I couldn't picture this The time to say goodbye, not a single farewell kiss Sega make a drive, man, you were sorely missed It was all a dream I used to read Games Master magazine Patrick Moore and Double D up on my TV screen